Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and his wife, Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. They offer tools and support five days a week. They will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love. In Aramaic, Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is Hi, and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm your co-host, Jeannie Rice, along with Dr. Tim Hayes, who we thank from the bottom of our heart for you and Michelle filling in for us yesterday. Today is Tuesday, February 23rd, 2016, and our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us. We would love to hear your comments and your questions because that makes this your show. Welcome, Michael. Well, thank you, dear heart, and welcome, everybody. We're honored that once again you are with us to talk about first century Aramaic forgiveness. Our focus in the intensive, and we're entering what day? What day is this, sweetie? Day six already? I think something like that. Of laws of living. So we've been rocking here. Thank you, Dr. Tim, for taking the show yesterday. I thought we were going to get finished uh, with our still point breathing session in time, but that did not quite work out. So thank you for being available on very short notice. And awesome support you are. Just at every turn in doing this work, we are blessed and highly favored by your presence, Tim. And beyond that, we have a bit of a cloudy day here in Orlando, Florida. Day six of a 16-day Laws of Living Intensive. And things are just kind of rocking along. We have uh, a group of very high-level individuals. I've never done an intensive in 30 years where the personal code evaluation score, everybody is already up in the upper third of the uh, possibility scale. And so that just uh, has created a an energy where the things that are moving are beyond where we usually are by day 20 of an intensive. So, so we thank you, everybody that's here participating and the, the energetic contributions of uh, the willingness and the genius of each individual that's here is just beyond comprehension and certainly appreciated. This idea of laws of living is uh, is a way to comprehend 
who we as human beings are and our relationship with the eternal forces that flow around us. It's got nothing with men making up a set of rules. It's interesting oftentimes that people will say, you know, tell me about these laws. Give me a list of them. And it's not about a list. There's no list. It's about a relationship. And so here we are developing relationship with these eternal forces that run the universe and the whole series and set of tools for removing from the mind those things that do not fit in with our automatic tapping into and operating in resonance with the energetic forces around us. You know, if we didn't know anything about gravity, we couldn't fly airplanes. If you don't know anything about the laws of the mind, the emotions, the so-called body, food, sexuality, relationships, then just like gravity, you might try to fly a plane or the equivalent in any of those arenas, but having no idea how it works, that thing's going to crash. Oh, if you ever had a relationship crash, do you know why? No, it was not your partner's fault. No, it was not your fault. It was not understanding the energetic forces by which relationship operate. So that's our study this week, and we're on it. We are rocking. Dr. Tim, are you out there, and how are you today, sir? I am here. I'm doing well. Did you hear that we had two callers on the show yesterday? No, I haven't heard anything about the show yesterday yet. Well, two callers. We love callers. It ends up really stirring the pot and enriching the process. And one caller was from California, and his name is Paul, and he had a question. And something prompted me as he was hanging up to ask him how we found out about the work. And he paused and he hesitated and it was clearly quite a story. And then come to find out, he's been merging his company with Ruka Group. And he's a product developer. He's developing awesome. a curriculum to teach this work. Small world. I talked to Paul. I met him for the first time last week. Sweet man. Sweet, uh, sweet presence. If you're out there, Paul, call us and say hello. So that was exciting for a person like me who is committed to trying to help get these tools out there in as many different arenas as possible. And then we had somebody else call with a specific, a couple specific questions about the worksheet process. So it was very nice. We had Michelle giving input and Julie Haverstick called in early in the show, apparently there had been some previous communication with you and or Jeannie, and she was thinking you guys would be on the show. So we were blessed to have Julie's input, and um, so it was a very nice show. And then yes, actually, today... We, we had talked with Julie about her doing some things um, with, you know, being more a part of the show, so... So that's awesome that she came forward. Just we thought we'd be finished with the uh, still point breathing, but the energy was just so moving. The uh, the first half of the still point breathing took about an hour and some longer than than normal. So I was totally engaged here, and 
So thanks for being available to do that. Well, you're you're welcome. It's an honor. And um, we had what I would consider to be a very good show. And then today I went to a talk by a gentleman named James McCleary. And James McCleary is a psychologist and um, a lawyer. And, um, and he has been doing very similar work and he is taking um he has been taking similar tools into prisons and his work currently in the prison system is in California so he he counsels CEOs he coaches CEOs and CEOs in prison the heads of these crime syndicates who are in prison and um this later i think he said next month he's hooking up with Byron Katie to mesh her work with his work in the prisons and and CEOs so it was quite an interesting uh 2 hour presentation by him and um it was you know it it resonated all of this joy and expansion in my heart because here's someone else out there committed to making the world a better place one heart one mind one being at a time so awesome so that's my offering uh i know people sit around a lot and they hear headlines about how the democrats won't work with the republicans and this army is blowing up that army and and I'm just here to let people know there is so much good going on out here at the grassroots level and so many more people committed to – oh, and I was on a, a book study group last night again for the uh, Eye of the Storm. So here's 15 more people who are committed to trying to improve their lives by very similar tools, reading books and applying them and discussing how do I make that happen in this situation or that situation. So – it's it's exciting for me to be able to share so many people are working to make the world a better place and it's not the kind of thing you'll see on the TV news right well we'll hold space that maybe there will come a day where that will become commonplace on the planet that the the good news overrides the insanity and together we really start to pull together to uh to create a space for healing you know it's interesting we were talking in laws of living today about to ask the question can uh you who knows how to bake a cake can you teach me cake and of course everybody knew who knew how to bake a cake said no i can't teach you cake well how am i going to learn a cake how to how to make a cake well we're going to give you a recipe and when you recognize that every result is a result of a recipe, then if you give people recipes for producing results, but you make those results unlawful, you've got the formula for insanity. And you'll notice that to a great degree, and this is the, the shift that we're all working to bring about, to a great degree, they teach people the result, the, the recipe for anger and fear and sadness and rage and then make the results of engaging in those behaviors illegal and 
you have a system that uh, that makes millions off of uh, off of people who just don't know any better. And so, to uh, see somebody in the prison system like that gentleman you're speaking about was out in California or is out in California, and then Gary Simmons' work with uh, the Unity Churches is just uh, definitely heartwarming to watch more and more and more of the waking up to truth that's happening. And and I was going, and Jeannie tells me that we've got a caller. So, Jeannie? Eric, 858. Eric, 858, you're on the air. Give us a name. Where are you calling from? Hi, how are you, Michael? This is Paul Rupicki and Dr. Tim. Are you, you said to call in if I were out here, and I am out here listening to you. Awesome. Delight hearing your voice. Welcome. Yeah, nice to hear you. And um, I, I did, by the way, um, on your recommendation this past weekend with a friend, I went to see that movie you suggested that was you found inspirational, um, The Finest Hour. And I can yes. tell you, we the, the first half hour was, was uh, it's an excellent movie. And after the first half hour, it was the most riveting theater experience I've had in a long time. I mean, we were like so tense and just glued to our seats. We couldn't even move. It was so powerful. Um, and you're, you're absolutely right in, in that, uh, you know, a key character in there, he just went internal a few times. And you could see him do it, and you could see him come out with, uh, you know, basically faith as an answer, you know. <laughs> I'm just going to go with how this feels and uh, against all reason. And it all turned out amazingly well in the end. It was miraculous. So a great lesson as well as a great movie. Thank you. Yeah, I thought I thought it was just such a powerful demonstration of the principle. Actually, there's another one that, if you haven't seen it yet, you might find interesting, too, that uh, really shows in a very secular way the power of living a faith-based life and that's the movie concussion where there's a medical doctor who discovers you know a a particular type of brain damage that hasn't been seen in or understood in football players and really went deep into it and you know once again they capture him so well as they did in our finest the finest hour they capture him just tapping in and listening and using his intuition instead of his intellect to uh to produce results, actually going against what his intellect and his training told him to do in order to uh, come up with a whole new understanding. And we need, we certainly need more of that. Uh, so much of the, uh, the educational systems about, well, here, here are the rote answers. We put this in and you spit this out and then you pass. And as though intuition has got nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that Einstein said 90% of his work was intuition. And so, it is cool to watch people using the higher faculties and to see Hollywood bringing it forward is uh, is pretty cool. Yes, yes, it is, and it's it, um, extraordinary part as you the more you learn about any any uh, approach to, to growth and so forth, the the more you start to notice it around you, and that's when it really gets ingrained that it's. You know, these are natural things, and this is the way we're supposed to be doing this because it, it, it's everywhere when you pay attention to it, and that just reinforces in me every time I see it happen. And um, uh, it's like I do a lot of teaching, and, and that's when you really learn something. It's when you're teaching to other people, and you're noticing, you're getting responses from them. Um, 
I do a lot of volunteer coaching for that same reason because it just, as you well know, every time you teach, you grow, you get better at it, you expand your awareness of what um, what you're you're capable of and people are capable of. And um, I I learn probably as much when I teach things as the students in my classes, frankly. So um, that's a real gift. So I thank you both so much. Um, this is wonderful work, and, and yes, we're moving Ruka Group forward and excited about that. So um, I just wanted to check in, let you know I was here listening, and I, I plan to do that regularly now. So this is wonderful. I appreciate what you're both doing and sharing this work. And um, we're going to do awesome. everything we can to support it. Great. Well, I'm well, glad to hear from you. I love what Richard yeah. Box says. Uh, he says, we teach best mm-hmm. that which you most need to learn. And, you know, here we are. We're still mm-hmm. learning it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Excuse me, Kim, go ahead. Well, Paul, I was just going to recommend, I don't know how long you've been around or heard this, but Michael regularly suggests that people go to the website and click on the red and white bullseye and go to that page where the worksheets are available and then mm-hmm. click on the link for the audio files because there are I think he says now 16 different shows that have been selected, and um, some of them are very specifically Michael or Jeannie or someone else walking people through the worksheet process from start to finish. Mm, And I just listened yesterday to uh, uh, the one from 2011 with Lynn. I think that was our first year. And um, Michael has said that was one of the most powerful worksheets he's ever witness somebody do, or at least it had been at that time. So to get more clarity and to see the process from a variety of different angles and what hangs people up, that's one of the best ways to do it. Maybe one of these days we'll have those cleaned up and put on a DVD. Excellent. No, I will definitely do that, yes. um, I need to learn as much as I can, as quickly as I can, in order to develop because I'm assisting in developing training, so um, I'm actually responsible for designing the trainings. So I need to have a certain, you know, besides getting information from both Mark and Rex as experts in this, um, uh, you know, as many sources as I can get. Um, I've been through all of your audio book, Michael, taking extensive notes on it. So I'm doing, I'm in the research phase, gathering information, and that's so that I can develop the training you, uh, from some base. Right. There's a, yes. a PowerPoint on the forgiveness process on the website. Have you looked at that PowerPoint yet? Uh, yes, I have. Yes, I have. Oh, good. Okay, because that's it's just uh, what uh, what was put together in that uh, 24 minutes. is It literally is 25, 35 years of, of deep study of the Aramaic and just click, click, click and uh, – uh, what he put together in it, and that was just awesome. So, yeah, there's a lot there. I think. It's a good piece of the puzzle. It is a puzzle. Delight. Well, is there anything we can do to support you today in your quest and uh, in your process of uh, of putting together the specific training for the Ruka Group? Uh, no, there's nothing specific today. But I um, I just want to respond because you. Said if I was out here listening, cool. let you know, and I certainly want to do that and let you know I'm here, um, and I'm eager to learn and to grow. So this is fascinating. Awesome. I've, I've been in the 
personal development world for 25 years and with NLP and other strategies. So it's always great to see another perspective that really opens up your mind to what's possible. Thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome. Well, any any support we can be any time along the way, we'd be delighted to. And Jeannie tells me that Rex is on the phone. So let's uh, say hello to Rex. We'll get a little Ruka group meeting going here. Maybe we'll uh, we'll even pull Mark in. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, Paul. Hi, Rex. I am, along with my beautiful granddaughter and my family. So we might have her in, inviting and uh, talking on the program as well. Awesome. Beautiful Shaley. Just turned one year one year old, and she's just a, a, a radiant being of light and smiling at me and dancing and having a really good time. Sweet. <laughs> I think the example is what we're all about. So I, I did, uh, I, we had a wonderful two days, actually three days running. We did a uh, meeting in Chicago with a group of uh, Vistage chairs, and then we um, also did two presentations uh, in Chicago, Mark leading the presentations, Mark had us for Ruka Group, presenting to uh, a group of leaders. We had 30 on the first presentation on Thursday, and then we had 20 wow. on the second presentation on Friday. So we were really excited about that. Uh, we videoed it uh, with a professional vi- videographer, and yeah. uh, I think we it turned out quite well. Uh, it's amazing what the learning curve that we're all involved in. Paul, you were talking about your learning curve. Uh, we're just really stepping up to the next level of our own personal growth. And I'll speak for myself, but I know Mark and I have talked about this, and Paul, you just acknowledging that. Uh, we're just stepping up to another level of personal growth and and reaching out to another segment of the population that's very important. Our meeting that we had on Wednesday reaches about uh, 45 or so, give or take, CEOs um, indirectly through the training that we're working with, the four Vistage chairs that we were working with in those two trainings and had a great uh, response and going in a deep level of processing on our last session and working with intuition. That was really exciting on Wednesday and that was the uh, the last day of that three-segment uh, class. And then we started the, the new presentations that we did for the first time to the public on Thursday and Friday morning. So exciting stuff. And uh, Paul's doing some great work on the um, you know organization of the uh, framework for the uh, uh, curriculum and such. And so we're, we're moving and grooving. And because uh, Paul was on the program, I thought I would just raise my hand and say, Hello, everyone, and uh, really excited about uh, moving forward and the progress. And Michael and Tim, of course, Tim was there yesterday, or Friday, excuse me, it feels like yesterday, and uh, participated and spent quite a bit of time. We're working on a a series of projects, one of them um, to bring the tools, primarily the forgiveness tool, to a mobile app. So we're actively engaged in that now, and we'll, we'll give you more updates as we're developing it, and we're really excited about that as well. Cool. That'd be awesome. Uh, and, you know, if you've got a link to the uh, video presentations, Rex, I'd love to give feedback on it. Well, as of right now, they haven't even been produced by our videographer. As we get them, we'll review them and, and uh, you know, make them available as we're able to for you for sure. 
Cool. Awesome. I hear that little one in the background. Yeah, I think she might have bumped her head. She's been practicing the head bump thing uh, the last couple of days since she's been here. It's been very Ouch. interesting. It's so rare to hear her cry. She really hardly ever does it. Only when she has something to let us know what's going on. I think it's ideal. Sweet. I don't know if Sweet. you can still hear me. Can you? Am I still on this? Loud and clear, Paul. Oh, okay. I, I would know if I was muted because he's on. Rex, good, good to hear you. And you guys did something. Like you did a great job. Fifty people. That's awesome. I'm so glad you video, videoed that um, because that will be priceless in the future for bits and pieces of it, as well as the whole. You know, you're going to find some great stuff in there. So excellent job. Wow. That's the first I've heard the results of last week. So that's extraordinary. Congratulations. Yeah, it is exciting. Thank you, Paul. Uh, There's uh, a lot of, uh, you know, happening, obviously. I mean, I'm back on the site now and doing our work together, so you'll see some of my changes I'm adding and so forth. But, yes, it's exciting, and uh, I apologize. I'm going to mute again. It reminds me, I I watch a lot of movies and and, um, because I'm fascinated by human behavior and how people handle different situations so forth. In the old movie Jaws, um, I'm reminded of a line from it because lots of times it's great one or two lines in a movie. And uh, when Roy Scheider first sees the, the shark and he's in his fishing boat and his eyes are wide open, he says, his line is, we're going to need a bigger boat. And um, that's how I feel about that Ruka group at this point, you know, the way it's going to grow. We're going to need a bigger group of people to do this. <laughs> I think this is going to grow very fast, I think. Well, for 45 years, we've been looking to recruit every mind, heart, and being on the planet to make the tools available to every mind, heart, and being on the planet. And that's the idea is to just make it freely available as far and as wide as we can possibly do that. So that's just awesome to see it moving out. Yes. Well, Michael, the fruition of your efforts and the efforts of everybody involved in our community are are really coming, coming to play now. And it's exciting to be a part of it, and it is a it is a community effort. I mean, there's so many people that are reaching out and extending this this um, these teachings and love, you know, that Michael you embody, which I acknowledge and appreciate. A living example of the principles of the tools and the teachings that you have brought forth. Every mind, heart, and being on the planet is what it's all about, and. Uh... I don't think any one of us is going to get it to seven and a half billion people by ourselves, but uh, we keep moving toward that critical mass and there'll be the shift. And I think we're getting close, actually. I really think we're getting close. Yeah. Fortunately, we have, yeah, fortunately we have the, you know, it makes it different now in my perspective anyway, is the powerful tool of the internet as an educational medium, which it can be. Absolutely. You know, the simple fact that we can be sitting here, here you are in California and Tim's Mm -hmm. in Chicago and I'm in Orlando and Rex is in Lansing. And uh, here we have a a show where there are people in the Middle East listening to us or people in Australia listening to us or people in Europe and who knows where. I mean, talk about uh, awesome technology. And, you know, in the early days of doing this, if a support group didn't start to support people with this type of thinking, it just... pretty much crashed for most people. There'd be a few who'd stick with it, but mostly would crash. And so just the fact that, you know, for now, we're going into our sixth year now of of, uh, 
an hour a day, five days a week, and that uh, anyone on the planet who has access to the Internet can can listen and personally ask questions about their personal process and, and understanding the application of the tools. To me, that's just like a monumental gift to the work. Hmm. So I and think I did have a comment. I did have a comment yesterday. I listened to the program um, before I was before I tuned into this program today. I wasn't able to do it yesterday, but during that, uh, Paul, you were asking some questions about the punishment thought process. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things that I found to be very helpful, and I'd love to hear you know your comments as well, Michael, because you didn't um, you know weren't a part of it yesterday. But the idea is anytime I would use any thought, word, or action to avoid something inside me that I'm afraid of looking at. So that's kind of what, one of the ways that I like to express it. It's, it's an avoidance behavior. So punishment thought is a part of that. So, Michael, maybe you could extrapolate on that. His question was, um, what exactly does that mean? What is that step? You know, and how to, how, yeah. what's the best way to play it out? Well, you know, we're we're in the middle of a Laws of Living intensive here in Orlando, and the whole idea of Laws of Living is to to teach people, to discipline people. And if you look at the word discipline, the culture means takes the meaning of, you know, properly beat up or beat into submission to make them do the right things. But if you look at its original meaning, it actually comes from the word disciple. It means to properly teach. And so we are to disciple people, to give people the understanding of how it works. And what happens with punishment is with punishment, you can get people to do the right thing. However, that leads to propitiation, which is a not a very popular word, but T.S. Eliot gives us a simple uh, couple of lines to understand propitiation. He says this. He says, it's the highest treason to do the right thing for the wrong reason. And so what punishment teaches, and so often the churches put people into fear to get them to do the right thing. And so all their lives they do the right things, and every time they do the right things, they're in a disease process. They're destroying themselves because they're in fear, and fear destroys the human mind. So, you know, it's time for us to end the penal system. It's time to end penance. It's time to end punishment and get back to a place where, one can properly teach because one understands the eternal laws and the eternal forces around us by which the game operates. If everybody knew the why and how of every action that over the, the centuries has become classically a moral action, they wouldn't do it because somebody threatened them to or somebody forced them to or t- somebody told them it was the right thing to do because somebody who died 2,000 years ago told them. they know because it's how you harmonize with the eternal forces. And if you do that, everything rocks and goes well in your life. If you're in disharmony, you know, it's like being in, in disharmony with the law of gravity. If you step off, a bones break. And so that would be my take. It's time to eradicate trying to force people to do the right thing for the wrong reason and teach them the how the energetic forces work. So they automatically do the right thing for the right reason, and it just becomes natural and intuitive. Does that kind of address where you were coming from yesterday with the question, Paul, and uh, Rex, what you were thinking of? Yes, it's very helpful, and um, Dr. Tim's answer yesterday was also very helpful to put this all together. Um, 
in my mind. And um, that makes a lot more sense now. And, and I mentioned yesterday that Rex is, is helping me, kind of coaching me through all this to help me learn this faster. And um, so I, I, when I was on the, on yesterday, I thought, well, gee, I've got two other great coaches here. Might as well, you know, or, or one or two yesterday, actually. Might as well access them also. So, Rex, I, I pulled in a team to help coach me when you weren't there. So, But you're still my number one guy, Rex. <laughs> well, I, uh, no, we, for what that's worth, uh, yeah, my thought is uh, you have a tremendous team. We have a tremendous team in the community. And so as I listen to the program today and, you know, hear it reviewed over and over again, the more times I hear it, the, the more it is ingrained into my um, my life. But most importantly, the more times I do it is when I really learn it. And, Paul, I wanted to... You know, also emphasize that for you and for all of us to hear again. I think it's a very important point. That is, it's we don't learn by um, studying and reading and doing our best to understand the principles and the teachings. We learn by doing them, mm-hmm. by by the exercises, by taking action. And so that's the most important component. And in your in our conversation yesterday, you know, I heard uh, uh, quite a few comments about understanding and understanding. And, you know, sometimes that can be, as Michael talks about, is the pseudo-solution of the mind is, is to understand. If we understand, then we'll know how to move through it and, and we'll be able to get better. Well, it's just not true. And the truth is it's by applying the principles and using the tools moment to moment, day to day, is what really causes us to have the opportunity to mm-hmm. learn. Truly learn. That is the just, other point I want to Just make. a little, yeah, just a little refinement on that, Rex. The the Please. pseudo solution that I talk about in the codependence to interdependence workshop that I think you're referring to is actually trying to figure it out. It's when we sit around trying to figure it out that you know you can't figure it out. You can collapse it through forgiveness and you'll be taught, but you can't figure it out. It's not so much mm-hmm. the understanding that's a problem. That's really not one of the pseudo solutions. I think we can brain, build brain cells and begin to understand the how and why of it all, but it's when we sit around trying to figure it out as opposed to applying the tools and having the direct experience. I suspect uh, that one of the voices yesterday, of, as uh, Dr. Tim said earlier, was Julie, and we actually just talked about this in the uh, the intensive here, how Julie, as a kindergarten teacher, is in an inner city school in Dayton, Ohio, and she's teaching these tools to the kids. And if she if she shared this yesterday, then please interrupt me. But otherwise, I think it's a perfect expression of the principles we're talking about. You know, here's a classroom of 30 kindergarten kids. And this particular day, uh, there was uh, a power outage, and Julie couldn't get her garage door open to get her car out to go to school. She called the secretary at the school and asked her to get somebody to you know, go into her classroom until she could get there. She gets there at 11 o'clock, and two or three teachers come out in the hall whispering to her about her classroom and how you know, the kids passed out their, uh, their breakfast tickets, and they went down in an orderly fashion and had breakfast and came back and passed out their papers. And when the teacher, one of the other teachers went in and saw that Mrs. Haverstick wasn't there, she said, gee, kids, do you need any help? And the kids just replied, quietly sitting in the rooms in their desks doing their work. No, actually, we just hope we're doing the right work that Mrs. Haverstick wants us to do. She got there at 11 o'clock, and a room full of 30 kindergarten kids 
are just doing their work. She's taught them how to be intermotivated, how and why to do the right thing for the right reason, rather than standing around with the whip going, oh, you better do this, kid. You better obey. You better, you know, discipline. Mm. What she did was discipled them, properly taught them. And, you know, here's a whole classroom of kindergarten kids just interdirected, taking care of themselves. So it's uh, it's it's awesome when uh, when we understand literally when we come into relationship with the eternal forces for every level of life and understand how to interact with them uh, that that's when things go well and when we don't understand that's when we get banged up and bruised in avoidable collision with that thing that people have called law as though it's uh, somehow the rule of a superior, which it definitely is not. It's simply, here's how the system works, folks. And when we understand it, we are able to interact with it. So thank you, Julie, thank for you. the work you've done, especially with those little kids. It's uh, it's awesome. I know from time to time, years ago, she's retired now, but I used to get to go into the school with the kids, and uh, it was always awesome to watch the work that she did personally and then the work she did with kids where she took these tools and put them into a children's format. I appreciate the clarification, Michael. That's good. Um, The uh, part I was referring to is when we have a tendency to lean really heavily into the intellect and then we, the, the thought that I've had and I've worked with a lot of people that have this similarly is that we need to understand in order to heal. We have to understand. And you you did a very good clarification of it. Yeah, and I'll, I'll change my languaging with that as well. But that's kind of what I was referring to is when, that, when, when we think we must understand in order to heal, where in truth, like you described, is a part of it, but the truth is it's in the application of it and then understanding comes once we allow integration or allow that forgiveness to really be applied. Yeah. But that, that's excellent clarification. Well, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, a nice piece in the puzzle, too, is when you get to the Aramaic idea of what was called Ruka de Kutcha, that the Greeks translated the Holy Spirit as it was some kind of disembodied spirit being has nothing to do with it. But that what Yeshua taught 2,000 years ago, that inside of each of us there is this elemental force that is feminine that when we harmonize and invite support will literally energetically undo the effects of errors and teach us the truth and that's what the use of the tools opens the space for is for for direct teaching and that each of us has uh, a direct teacher within us and when we can support people going to that teacher that's the real uh, where, where the real power lies and the real work of Yeshua is to connect people to that. Many people who didn't want to do the work that it took to connect with that want to stand around and, and look at him and he says, you can deny me, that's okay, but don't deny the one I'm working to connect you with or you're in big trouble. And so uh, mm. so recognizing that that literal elemental force is in us and will teach us if we're willing students and to me that's something that you know virtually every day it's like teach me teach me i'm i'm a student yes i've been teaching this for almost 50 years but i am an eternal perpetual student and i don't know in my awareness it hasn't started to slow it's actually accelerating the more i get to to comprehend it the more it accelerates and uh, and gives gifts of deeper understanding and deeper teaching so very true i exactly. have that experience on a daily basis as well 
at times I just I I pause and take a few deep breaths and you know at my young age I I look back and I go my goodness this last just the last year has been such an accelerated uh, year of growth and learning and and uh, you know deeper levels of comprehension and I greatly appreciate it as well. Yay! Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so thank, thank you both. Again, all any support we can be, you know we're here for yeah. it. So I appreciate it. Look forward to seeing what develops. Absolutely. Me too. I'm excited. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. We'll see. Maybe there's some other callers who might have some yeah. uh, different direction that somebody wants to go. I'm going to go back on mute again. God bless everybody. Thanks. Okay. Blessings, gentlemen. And Jeannie does right. have another call. So let's say hello to our caller. Thanks, Paul. Echo 541, you're on the air. Give us a name, and I suspect this is probably Miss Julie from Pasternaga. Hi. <laughs> hey, yes, I want to be part of the Ruka group. I think that's great what you all are doing. It's great. Well, I want to tell you some good news, too. Um, you know, Oregon has become quite famous um, Lately and during the winter when um, the Malheur Wildlife Refuge was taken over by some people who wanted to reclaim the land for the people instead of the government. And you probably heard tidbits about it for many days. And now um, there's sort of a mini documentary that is put out on the radio I heard this morning. And I sent you a link. Um, It's titled 41 Days at the Malheur Refuge. And um, it's just um, some coverage of and some interviews of what happened. And um, I I feel that it's a um, a great um, example of people wanting to correct something that's wrong in the system. And it, it shows some good examples of maybe where. Um, where we made a few mistakes, if we think of ourselves collectively as those people wanting to overcome some of the oppression of the laws or the rules in our land, um, they might have taken some different um, directions. And um, you can see that the unconscious driving forces and goals that are stemming from some of the more negative emotions just kind of took over and and, uh, literally left them ineffective. And so I think um, I just want to share that with people that there are good things happening and things that are trying to happen but are still um, encumbered by this unconscious um, conditioning that we all carry with us. And um, I'm hoping for myself to make a difference and teach this to, you know, community rights groups so that we can be more effective and understand that how to stand a, in the true laws rather than the unconscious undermining us. That would Go be ahead. awesome to take it into that community. That would be fabulous, Julie. You'd have our support on that for sure. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and our community is already pretty involved, so um, I just feel re-inspired to bring things. To, I'm, I'm already composing a letter. I have been for an hour after that show was on. Um, to um, our group to ask them to consider these things and that I would be willing to put together an educational module to help teach us the tools of healing this out of our community.
conditioned consciousness. And they're already um, very much aware of what they're calling the colonized mind. And, and there are many teachings about that. And I'm sure you know, Michael, you talk about the king all the time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so um, that's exciting. And I wanted to just put it out to the rest of our family, our our, our Heartland family, that they can look it up. Um, I guess the best way is to go to... Well, it's going to air again tonight at 6 o'clock, um, and then it's going to air at 9 o'clock, and there are archives where you can go to hear this. It's an hour-long show. So um, probably the easiest way for me to communicate it is that it's affiliated with NPR, and it's um, a show called Think Out Loud. I don't know where that airs, but in our area we have what is called Jefferson Public Radio that we broadcast here. And if you go to the Jefferson Exchange, you'll see it as listed as today's show at the 8 o'clock hour in the morning. It's called 41 Days at the Malheur Refuge. It's really Fabulous. well done. Okay, thank you for letting me yeah, hear NPR that. Yeah, NPR does a great job of that kind of stuff. So that's uh, that'll be mm-hmm. fabulous. I'll be, I look forward to listening to it. Hearing it. Okay, good. Thank you. Cool. And what Thanks was that movie? Us posted. What was that movie you talked about earlier? I, I came in a little late. Our, called, uh, the finest our hour. Finest hour. Yeah, it's a true it's, story uh, about a gentleman who it, was actually ultimately awarded a, a medal. I don't remember exactly what the medal was for his uh, rescuing people at sea in a storm that was. You know, getting ready to uh, to take a lot of lives, and uh, just the, wow. the the beauty of the film is how they captured him. While everybody else around him is going nuts, he gets quiet, goes inside, listens, and does the absolute impossible twice, and rescues. You know, leads to the rescue. But it's a really high. I I don't know how. They filmed this thing. They did just a masterful job. I mean, this is all basically done at sea with these boats in the, you know, whaling ocean. And it's, mm. it's really very, very powerfully done. And uh, But watch the guy who's piloting the boat and uh, how he listens. And, you know, he's just right there with his intuition. The intellect would say, we can forget this, just quit, it's impossible. And he listens and he does the impossible. Not only once, but twice. Michael, is this in the theaters now or something to rent yes. somewhere? Yeah, no, no, it's out in the theaters. It just came out maybe a week, ten days ago we saw it when it first came oh, out. Oh, good. Oh, that would be just great because I remember started. when I saw the uh, Titanic and it was such a crowded theater and I lived in California then, so it was a huge theater full of three or 400 people. And we got there too late to get a seat in the back, so I was way up front. Oh, my gosh, I was, like, living that experience. <laughs> I it, bet, it really, I bet. Yeah, it really does impact you, uh, one, if one wants to be impacted, I suppose. Uh, okay, I'll let someone else be on, and thank you so much. Okay, blessings. Okay, thanks blessings for the call. Blessings to you. Mm-hmm. Our calling number is 646 
if we can support you in any way, shape, or form, if you're on the phone already and you push one, through the magic of technology and the Internet, a little hand will go up in front of Jeannie's eyes on her computer screen, and she'll know you want to talk to us. By the way, if you do want to talk to us, you know, every day if you do that, if you put your hand up, because sometimes uh, the numbers get lost in the uh, in the fray, and without a hand up, it's kind of hard to sort through and see where people are. And Jeannie says she's got a caller for us. 910. Area code 910. You're on the air. Give us a name. Where are you calling from? Hello, Michael. It's We're calling from your kitchen. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. How are you? Hey, we're rocking. How about you? And Linda. Uh, we're rocking, too. We're truffle-making with raw cacao. <laughs> oh, you you truffle-maker, you. You just yes, you're yes. always into those truffles. We're getting ready for a dessert tonight that is to live for. Awesome, fresh and raw, live food truffles that mm, every time we make them in an intensive, it's just like... Yes, Save a couple of extras for me. So yes, definitely. And today, what what's what's the uh, the flavor that you're doing today of the truffles, Ari? Well, actually, we 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 improvised because uh, we didn't get almonds, but uh, it's cashew walnut with uh, raspberry essence. in cacao. I can taste it now. Yeah, they're pretty smack and lip smack and good. Well, Jeannie, when she got up, excuse me, when Jeannie got up here to uh, to get the uh, the switchboard started, she just got involved in that and forgot to bring down the oven. So we'll uh, we'll make sure they get down there. But uh, we can make another batch. Yeah, cashew walnut sounds pretty good to me. Cashew walnut's pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget the raspberry. With the raspberry essence, yes. Listen, the food, you folks who aren't here, the food you're missing is amazing. I mean, we have had, I've never eaten, Hari, so much coleslaw as I have in this intensive because every one of them, I mean, I think you've made about five different slaws, and I've just at every meal been taking this in. I mean, they have been fabulous. I mean, who thinks coleslaw could be fabulous? Well, I've been chowing down on coleslaw. And those portobello mushrooms dehydrated and marinated, the onion bread, and 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 we had um, onion jerky that was some of the best jerky I've ever tasted with the barbecue. So, I mean, we have been eating like kings, all this fresh and raw food. It's been awesome. Plus, we have our full variety of sprouts because the Spruton is rocking its world off. Yeah, the Heartland Auto Sprout Machine is producing, and we've got uh, so many different kinds of sprouts. That was—I didn't even have any lettuce with my uh, with my meal today. I just did four or five different, I think probably six different kinds of sprouts, and that was uh, was awesome for greens for me today. And they're so—I mean, I can when I when I do when we have the opportunity and do those sprouting like that, I, I can when I eat. Uh, uh, pile of sprouts like I had in my salad today, I literally can feel the heat, and I can still feel it. I finished eating just as the show was starting, and uh, I can still feel the heat in my back from those enzymes and those fresh sprouts just rocking. So it's it's been pretty awesome. And, and of course, it's a, a piece of the puzzle in healing is to get your structure so that it is nutritionally solvent and vitalized so that whatever needs to be processed, whatever blocks, 
whatever needs to surface is allowed to surface and move. So pretty sweet, pretty cool. So we'll be back to Roland and problem again, and uh, you have a blessed day and a sweet one too. All right, awesome. Thanks, Ari. And Ari was not saying he was going back to troublemaking, which is kind of how, how it sounded in my headset. Uh, Ari's going back to truffle making. Cashew almond with raspberry essence truffles, which we are going to have for dessert tonight. And if anybody wants to call in and just say, you know, you'd like me to have one for you, an extra one, I'll keep count of that and I'll make sure that I have an extra one for each person that wants one. Tim, I'll, I'll, uh, you don't have to ask him. I'll have one for you for sure. I knew I could count on you, Michael. Hey, you know, I'm mean, anything to be truly helpful, Tim. You know me. All right, cool. And Rex, I'll have one for you too. Oh, you want me to have one for the baby as well? Uh, all right. Oh, and Mitzi wants me to have one for her. Okay, okay, I'll take care of it, Rex. <laughs> All right, we're down to about uh, six minutes. And so, Jeannie, do we have anybody with a hand up or anything happening in the chat room we should be aware of? No? No? Okay, well, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about food. I mean, we have been eating so well, and it's interesting because people hear that they're going to come to an intensive where they're doing fresh and raw food. That means we don't cook anything for well, 32 days in this intensive. And, you know, people are like, well, what are you going to do? Eat carrots and, and, and lettuce? What what do you do? And I'll tell you, the variety of food that we've had has just been awesome. And, you know, we, we don't have any. In fact, I think everybody that's at this intensive is vegetarian. But uh, we'll get true, full-blown, dyed-in-the-wool meat eaters who come to an intensive very hesitatingly, and then about the third day, they're like, oh, my God, I'm so full. I can't believe that you can eat this way and not eat dead animals. And if I could eat this way at home, if I knew how to, to prepare this food, this is how I eat all the time. And so there, part of the process is getting your hands on food. That's what Ari and the, the group, you heard the giggles around him down there. He's down with all the lovely ladies and uh, the uh, – they're doing a class on making truffles, so Ari does some teaching as well in part of it. Oh, yeah, last night. Oh, yeah, dinner last night. Now, before you get judgmental, Mom or Dad, we had pie and ice cream for dinner last night. That was our full dinner. It was awesome. And, by the way, when we have pie and ice cream, it's all just food. There's no sugar in it. There's no chunk in it. It's all just fresh fruit. Um, nut, date, nut crust. I mean, it's just, it's awesome. And I think tonight we're having blueberry uh, pie for, uh, oh, yeah, well, truffle. Well, aren't we going to have some blueberry pie? With the, I know we've got a blueberry pie in the fridge. Well, we'll, we'll see. We may only, Ari may limit us to one dessert tonight, but we'll we'll see how that goes. But anyway, we've we've just been eating like kings, and and actually, it's been kind of a challenge. Interestingly, you'd think here in Central Florida we have all kinds of food available. Well, it hasn't been so easy to get really good food. We've really, you know, it's taken quite a bit of time. But this morning, I just connected with a man who uh, who does all local uh, farm uh, uh, specializes in local produce. So he's going to bring us another. Uh, 
a whole uh, a order of all kinds of different neat stuff. We've been back and forth texting to each other on what kind of neat things he's finding at these uh, local farmers that he deals with. And so pretty awesome to uh, to have this kind of food available. And I was sitting by, we've got a pool in the backyard. I was sitting out there eating the other day and just really was um, was struck by the appreciation that people who come to an intensive like this get to have an experience that most people never have in their lives. I mean, most people today, their their so-called food comes from a box or a can or a package, and and we don't serve anything that doesn't come from the ground as it comes from the ground. And uh, to, to just have that experience for, you know, 32 days is, uh, is monumental, and the vitality that it creates within the structure for doing one's work is uh, is pretty awesome. So much appreciation, Ari, if you guys are still listening. And uh, we also have Susan Darnell, who uh, who arrived yesterday, is going to be with us for the uh, rest of the intensive. Who's, uh, she's the Laws of Living teacher extraordinaire from uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, who a couple of years ago came did Laws of Living. Actually came two years in a row and uh, she's getting ready to teach her fifth Laws of Living class and she was announcing uh, in the class this morning that this is her eighth time through it with the time she's taught it and then the times that she's come to Heartland and, and um, worked with it. So it's, uh, it's a delight to have you here and have your contribution, your energy as part of the class and we greatly acknowledge you for the way you just picked up the tools and went back to your hometown and really are making a difference there in a lot of people's lives. So Pretty awesome to uh, to watch her pick up the teaching, and she's getting uh, you know changes in people's personal code evaluation scores right up on a par with everything that heart- happens at Heartland. It's just it's just fabulous to see, and uh, we appreciate it. And if you uh, have any inclination to assist us in taking this to every mind, heart, and being on the planet, that's our vision. That's what we're working to do. And any way you choose to support us. There is a donate button on whyagain.org. There are hundreds of hours of videos, audios. Well, not that many videos, but hundreds of hours of audios. And uh, there are many videos and lots of material. You can download the book free. And why is this happening to me again in any one of several languages? And uh, we invite you to create the best year yet of your eternal life. It's an awesome gift to give the world. Blessings. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice and his wife, Jeannie, who present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. Michael and Jeannie are here every Monday through Friday on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. That's www.whyagain.com. A-G-A-I-N dot com.